part of our life, my family's life, for a very long time. Going back to being a part of my children's church ministry when I was little, he was my great late potentate, as we hear him talk about all the time. Uh, Fast forward to my nephew Evan and making it to every basketball game, supporting him and Coach Bales, um, as many as he could get to. And then even taking my sister Cheryl to prom. So very, very close to our family. (laughs) So just to tell you a little bit about how this relationship got started, because it definitely has carried on with her. She, as many of you have probably seen, she kind of stares you down and stalks you a little bit. I apologize if you're trying to talk to Pastor A after a service, because she's not leaving until she gets a hug. Right? That's right. (laughs) All right. So when she was in the toddler's class, we left church one day and she said, Mommy, why does he lell at you all the time? And I'm like, lell, that was yell. And I said, he doesn't yell at us. Yes, he does. We kind of let it drop next week, same question. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, he does. He lells and he stomps his feet and his face turns red. And I said... I said, baby, that's not Pastor Ray yelling at us. She goes, are you sure? Are you guys bad? Did you do something wrong? Is he mad at you? No. That is Pastor Ray getting excited about Jesus and when he teaches us about Jesus. So Hannah has now written a few things down that she wants to say about Pastor Ray. Why I love Pastor Ray? Because he loves me so much. He is a Star Wars nerd like me. He gives me great hugs. He is a good singer. And because he gets so excited about me, and when he gets to see me, I love you, Pastor. Go take that, too. I believe we have a video now. All right. Next we have Hannah and Matt McCoy. Hi, (laughs) I'm Hannah. Um, When I was asked to speak today about Pastor Ray, I didn't really know where to start. I felt really honored to speak about a well-respected and lovable person in our church, and I will forever be grateful for this opportunity. Growing up in a pastor's home gave me a firsthand experience of what a pastor really does. A pastor always has something to do, whether it's changing his sermon last minute or for Sunday or getting a call at 2 a.m. to pray for someone at the hospital. He's always there. A pastor is not someone who gets up every morning with words to say and a lesson to teach. Pastor Ray is more than just a pastor. He is a leader, a brother, a motivator, a a support system, and more importantly, he is a friend. He is a friend because he will always be there to encourage you to do better. He is always by your side every step of the way. He will always be here supporting you on your dreams. He will tell you things you don't want to hear. He will always make sure you, you are loved even when sometimes you feel like you're not. 
He'll look out for you in tough situations, and he'll always make you laugh when you want to cry. Pastor Ray fits all of these qualities and more. He is a complete inspiration to me, and I will always appreciate for what you do to this church. I love you, Pastor Ray. say happy happy anniversary to my good friend Ray Phillips Ray what a wonderful work for the Lord you have done for all these many years at Stratford Heights I cherish the wonderful memories that I have of working with you when Paula and I lived here in Ohio you were such a blessing to my family and to my children when they were part of your youth group way back when and now as lead pastor God has certainly blessed you in an incredible wonderful way well, I'm actually in Cincinnati on Wednesday when I'm filming this, and I just wished I could have stayed for Sunday to be with you. About to go into one of my favorite places to eat. God bless. Have a great day. Bye-bye. It was on Wilbraham Road, the old Harlem Park Church of God, that I walked into the foyer one day and saw a fine, young, red-headed young man standing against the wall. Who in the world would have dreamed that at that moment it would have begun a relationship that has lasted all these years? Ray Phillips, we are so proud of you, and we just uh, uh, are thrilled to see what God is doing in your life. We had some great times together, didn't we? Jim? We sure did. My mind is full of memories. Yeah. Um, our Wednesday night Bible studies, our share groups, our grilling across the street, yeah. um, hamburgers and hot dogs yeah. all the time. That was about all we could afford at that time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but we made it, didn't we? And we had a great time doing it. You know, we left there uh, not too long uh, after that, but you stayed, and you became a great leader, not only in that church, but in that community, and now we celebrate 10, ten years. years, wow, 10 wow. years of you pastoring what we think is perhaps the greatest church of God in our movement. Absolutely. We love Stratford Heights, and we, we love yeah, Ray Phillips. We love Ray Phillips. Anyway, we don't want to take much time, but we just want to say congratulations. We love you. Congratulations. Yeah. Have a great day. Enjoy this day. It's your time. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So uh, my name is Matt McCoy, um, and I have to say I am so honored, so honored, and um, pleasure to do this and to, I guess, represent the youth or whatnot. And, um, Pastor, I got to tell you, you got a hard job up here. This is, this is a lot of people. Wow. Oh, man. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, just whew, feeling the heat. But, <laughs> but um, no, um, when I got called to do this, it was like, you know, I think I was told to pray about it, but. I mean, it was an instant, like, yes, I would be so honored and so pleasured, and and uh, I'm so thankful for the opportunity to do this, and um, so my family came about, I think, a year ago, and um, since then, we've gotten more involved, and I think the, the guy who's always been there and been, um, has put so much belief in uh, me and in my sister, and just um, holding us to this, I guess, standard of just living and through preaching and through sermons he's he's just been a a role model and an inspiration through this last year and 
however many months, and um, I thank him for that so much. And, you know, the reality is is that we shouldn't just have a pastor's appreciation day. It shouldn't just be one day of the year. I mean, we should be texting him, calling him, thanking him every week because he's the one that's pouring into our lives. You know, he's the one that's leading this huge group of people that, you know, come here every week. And and he's not just working on Sunday. You know, he's he's working every day of the week. And he's here and he's preparing and he's, you know, fasting and doing everything he needs to do to make sure that we get the word and that we are, you know, um, continuing that process of sanctification as well. And so um, I, I think we should take that a lot more heavier than we do. I mean... He's, I mean, he is our shepherd. He is our leader. He is instilling in us what we need to prepare for life, for, um, well, for the youth to prepare and, you know, for the different battles and different storms that we encounter. It's, it's him who's leading that for us. And it's him who is, um, you know, some weeks it's him who is speaking directly to me and saying, you know, to hold on, to stay strong and to keep going, even though it seems like, you know, Things are getting rough, and, you know, he's not just a, a preacher. He's, he's a counselor. He's, you know, a mentor, and, um, and I thank God every day for him. And, um, you know, one thing that I've heard every member of the pastoral staff say um, is that he is the nicest man you will ever meet in your life, and I've found that to be extremely true and extremely real. He is the realest guy I've ever met. He never fails to talk to me, to give me a hug. He cares. And, um, I mean, he's just got this fire about him, and I love him to death. And I'm just so thankful for the opportunities. Thank you. Well, good morning. How are you? Good. As I was praying and uh, when Richard came to me and he asked me to speak today on behalf of all the young adults, I, I just thought it was an honor and I'm blessed and privileged. And I'll tell you something, we are blessed at this church. I don't think we realize uh, how blessed we are. We come in here every single day, every time, every service, and the spirit moves in just such powerful ways. And, you know, I, I won't get into my own hair arena stories, but one of the first times I came here... I sat right back there, and I had gotten saved a couple months earlier, and I, I decided I was going to come to church and again, and I was going to find a new one. And one Sunday night, I sat right back there, and the Spirit just took the roof off this place, and it was incredible. And I started to think about that, and I said, well, why is this church always filled with the presence of God? It's because we have an anointed pastor and an anointed speaker, and he is filled with the Spirit of God. And I don't, I don't use that word lightly. I think we throw around the word anointed a little too much. But I saw Marty, and I heard Marty preach last Sunday night on the anointing. And it doesn't take, it's not something that is just automatically given. It is something that you have to sacrifice for, and you have to empty yourself out so he can fill you up. The Holy Spirit can. We have a pastor full of love, and he is an amazing Christian, not just a pastor, not just a teacher but he is an example Christian that the Lord has put over this congregation as a shepherd. And so I love him and I thank him and I'm thankful for Richard and I'm thankful for Cameron and I'm thankful for these great men who have laid the foundation for what we have today. Uh, I'm so thankful for 
the Lord and him bringing me here and uh, Pastor Ray and Richard and Cameron and this entire staff, they have, they have poured into me and they've given me just sound uh, ministerial advice and just wisdom and life and things that I treasure in my heart is wisdom that they have all spoken to me. And I love them and I thank the Lord for them and I thank the Lord for our church and what he has done in our church and what he's done through the great men that serve here. morning. My name is Alberto Cortez, and it's an honor, Pastor Ray, to talk about a man that honor God. That's always the way I see. When he's 10 years to be a pastor, he'll be my pastor in my family for seven years. And I always look to you. Because you always show Jesus. You always worry, Pastor Ray, they don't see you. When you stand up here, you always make sure to see Jesus. That's why God chose you. That's why this morning I was praying and said, God, give me a verse to compare Pastor Ray. And he gave me Act 13.22. They said, um, God made David their king. This is what God said about him. I have found that David, son of Jesse, is the kind of man I like, a man who will do all I want him to do. And that's your best way. That's you. I know we honor you. I know you're dying to always say, it. God, please, to see you. Don't see me. And that's why we love you a lot. The steward, that man, they want you to stand here to follow the Holy Spirit. They have a schedule, but you always guide by the Holy Spirit. And when I sit there, I don't want to be comfortable just stepping my back. I want a message that making me uncomfortable to move because I don't come to this church just to be comfortable in my chair. And that's the way God always guides you and keep it that until Jesus come. I love you with all my heart. My family love you. You're a great man. And this again, it's a big difference to you're a great man of God. But when I see you, I say, wow, what a God of that man. You're awesome, Pastor Ray. Thank you. supposed to be speaking on behalf of seniors, but today seniors are anybody over 50, so 
speaking for them, but primarily for us old people who have been here for 40, 50 years. And since I am in that group and I can't stand up here by memory, I will use about 21 pages I have here, like the pastor. But I probably won't get through all of them. Uh, appreciate the time today to, to do this. Jeremiah 3.15, and I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. 37 years ago, a young man traveled 25 miles from his home to Middletown to a church that was new to him. He walked into the Harlan Park Church of God and for the first time was in a service in this church. I'm happy to say 37 years later, he's still here. Over those years, he's been patient, following God's leading, one step at a time, always seeking God's will, and not trying to lead the way. He has sacrificed much over these years. God has blessed him for that. He carries a heavy burden for you and has pressures on him that you in this building can comprehend. But he continues because he loves you and he loves God. He continues to preach the word of God and not has, bow, has not bowed to the pressure of political correctness of the worldly teaching in many churches today. And he is a pastor according to Jeremiah 3.15 journey started many years ago as a church member, a Sunday school teacher, active in the youth group, in the choir, a Lee College student, youth pastor, and Christian education, and now 10 years as pastor. This may not be the path for most young men to become a pastor but you can surely see God at work from the beginning to this day. He said when he walked into the Harlan Park Church, he felt he was in the right place. I can tell you today, he was in the right place. He is a blessed man. He is a blessed pastor. He's blessed by God. We are blessed to have him as our pastor. Respect him, appreciate him, support him, encourage him, love him, and pray for him. Thank you. Get your selfie there. I believe we have a few more videos.
Shelly, I can't think of anybody in the world that we love as much as we love Ray Phillips. We absolutely love Ray Phillips. He is one of the favorite people on the planet for us. And so when we got the invitation to do a greeting video, I didn't know exactly what we would do. So I thought what we would just do, Shell, is we would just tell Ray, we love you and we celebrate you. You are the best pastor that we know. And we won't tell any other pastors that we say that. We love you, Pastor. Have a wonderful day. Stratford Heights, you are very blessed. Amen. Good morning. It is my pleasure to present a special gift to our pastor on behalf of everybody, because everybody was a part of this. And um, in the inscription, if Pastor, you want to come up, in the inscription it says, Stratford Heights Church of God thanks Pastor Ray Phillips for 10 years of excellent leadership and service and look forward to many more great years ahead. Our whole church did this, and this is volume one, and... Um, Pastor, if you want to come, and I'll explain more about that. It is a book of pictures of, of everybody that we could get to and uh, letting you know how much that they love you. I agree with Matt that sometimes we just take this one day and we just honor him. But this is a reminder to, t uh, to commemorate 10 years and something he can keep to let him know on those tough days that he is loved and appreciated. And today, we are going to be taking more pictures if you were not able to get your picture taken back in the gym in the reception. You feel free to get your picture and write down how you feel about Pastor Ray. And we are going to put that in volume two along with highlights from today. Thank you very much. Coming next to represent the Pastor church council. Ray, we wanted to just tell you. Oh, we got a video. And happy 10th anniversary and pastor appreciation. You have a wonderful congregation there. We love the Stratford Heights Church. Uh, always did love Lane and Judy, and they love you, and uh, we just want you to have a great day tomorrow. Hey, friend, we're excited about uh, the day that you've got planned tomorrow, and uh, Lane and Judy have sharing with us about uh, the good things that are taking place there, and of course last year when Jan and I were with you for the state camp meeting there, we realized that uh, there is an awesome move of the Spirit yes. taking place at the Middletown Church. So we look forward to seeing you again, and we hope tomorrow is a great, great day, and that you stay there the rest of your life. Amen. I'm Beetle Bailey. I'm here on behalf of the council. Let me get my... I'm like Brother Bob. Old guys need notes. Luckily, I got mine on my 
on my smartphone here if I can find it. You, you know the guy that invented these phones? He's smart. <laughs> it's a shame the guy using it's not quite as smart. I don't want to start out by saying I love my pastor. He is a great pastor. He's a fantastic pastor. I've known him. We've been friends for a long time. Uh, what makes him a fantastic pastor, I think, if, if you're going to be a good pastor, you've got to have a lot of qualities. I mean, you've got to have a lot of good qualities. One of his favorite qualities that, that, that he has that I like, he's passionate. He, he is just passionate. He's like, if you're ever around him, he's like a big kid. He's like, oh, he gets all excited. He's passionate. He is passionate about everything, you know. So uh, with that said, uh, <laughs> the number one thing he's, and these aren't in order. <laughs> you just never know what's going to happen, right? <laughs> Hey, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> you know I'm in church, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll tell you. All right. Bye. Okay. The bass section wants to wish you a happy pastor appreciation section. <laughs> you, you just never know what's going to happen when you come to church. Number one, <laughs> number one, he is passionate about, everybody knows number one, Olivia Newton-John. I mean, he has got the posters, right? He knows the songs. He probably knows the dances. He probably knows all the dance steps. He, it's, he just, he's passionate. He's passionate. Number two, he's passionate about Australia. You know, I had a chance to go to Australia with Pastor years ago. Uh, there was a group of us, the choir went, and uh, we, it was great. We had our own personal tour guide, you know, because he had already been there. So we, we get off. We're in Sydney, which is a beautiful, beautiful city, and the pastor's like, he's like leading us. He says, come on, we're going to the opera house. You guys know the one I'm talking about with the big curved things? Google it. <laughs> So we're walking around there, and we're walking around the back, and we go up the steps, and the, and the pastor says, <laughs> I'm, shut this off. I'm getting all kinds of texts. <laughs> Rob Dooley says he loves you, <laughs> and Janelle. <laughs> so anyway, uh, right, so we go up the steps, and he starts to count these bricks. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Right, and he says, every time I come here, I got to touch that brick. So everybody that was with us that day, we jumped up and touched that brick. So we're connected through that brick. <laughs> if you ever go to Australia, you got to touch that brick. Seven up, seven over. <laughs> uh, he has friends in Australia. Hi, Fred and Jackie. Uh, move on. Uh, Number three, he's passionate about his family. If you, you cannot be around him very long, and you're going to hear about his family. And he's just so proud of his family. He's passionate. You know, he just, he's into it. Whatever he does, he's into it. And he's passionate about this church and the congregation. 
whenever we go out and sing somewhere, you know, he, he just beams. And if you're sitting and talking to him, he'll say, oh, brother so-and-so. He just beams. He talks about, you know, just you guys are his family, right? And he's passionate about that. Uh, look at his license plates. <laughs> Strat one. I mean, you know, what more could you want? So anyway, without going on too long, I just want to say that you love us, but I, we love you even more. And we just want to tell you thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And I have a little something for you from the uh, council and the congregation. And i got to get my selfie. Smartphones. <laughs> Don't you love these smartphones? On behalf of the staff, we would like to present a, a gift from the staff. It's been a uh, it's been a rough year around our church, especially for the pastor's car. I know we already mentioned that once, but the the pastor's car has been through a couple of. Uh, brushes with uh, eternity so to speak this year but it has been resurrected beautifully and uh, we wanted to bless the pastor so the staff got together by the way I would like to mention that when we come to work here at the church and we come to serve every day when we get together we have an incredible time and I know there's probably a lot of people in the in the crowd maybe that you go to work every day and you're blessed and you feel like God's there and you make it through, so to speak. When we come together here at our church, we have an incredible time and we have a, a, a beautiful place to come together and we have the most fun and we get along so well. Our best friends are in the office and uh, the pastor has inspired that atmosphere and uh, he's bought, uh, brought in just a wonderful, beautiful atmosphere to our office and to our church and it's wonderful, and every one of us that are on staff appreciate that. And Pastor, we want that car to look its absolute best, so we've got you, if you will come, we've got you uh, some uh, lots of car washes, super-duper car washes, as a matter of fact, and uh, we want to bless you. Let's give it up for our pastor. Maybe we have more videos. So happy today to be able to congratulate Ray Phillips and wish him a very happy and good Pastor Appreciation Day. Ray, I love you and thank the Lord for your work at Stratford. I'm glad you're my friend, and I'm so thankful for all that you do to advance the kingdom and to make a difference in Middletown, Ohio. When I think about a pastor, I think of four basic things that I think every pastor has got to take care of. Number one, he's got to preach the word. You hear from the Lord and share with the congregation what God has put in your heart. Secondly, I think you've got, an inter you've got to intercede. You've got to be an intercessor. You pray for the people. I believe that your heart and your burden is for the people, and you go to God for them daily in intercession. Number three, I really believe that a pastor has got to be available to the people. The people just have to know there's someone they can look to and count on. 
And then fourthly, I believe that a good pastor has got to be someone that the people believe in. They trust. We live in a world where trust seems to be an, a, a thing that just doesn't exist anymore. But we look to the pastor and we believe in the pastor. Even the children look up to the pastor. And that, to me, makes a pastor a good pastor. And when these four things are really considered, I have a hard time finding anybody that fits the role better than Ray Phillips. Ray, I love you. I pray that this is a great day. I hope that it's everything you, you ever hoped it could be. And know that if you ever need me, I'm available. God bless you. Well, good morning. It's time to take up this morning's offering. And I would uh, ask everyone as we get ready to do this to get something in your hand. I want to uh, make sure that we give a, an offering this morning of unity. So if you have the means of giving something, I would ask you to get your very best. I believe that God gave us his very best by giving us Pastor Ray as our pastor. We have a heritage that's sitting over here on the front row that is the foundation, like Jonah said, that God has laid in this church I thought about in Luke chapter 8 where it said, what would it profit a man if he gained the whole world yet lose his soul? Or what would a man give in exchange for his soul? And when I thought about that scripture, I've thought about that all week as I've thought about this offering because I've looked at Pastor Ray and I've thought of how he is like the gatekeeper of our soul. I thought about the Saturdays that I would like to get with my brother-in-law, but I can't because he's preparing for Sunday morning. I thought about those countless, I guess if we looked at it, it'd be 52 weeks in a year, but those 52 Sundays that he gets up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and I would challenge you, even on vacation, he's up early on Sunday mornings. He can't sleep on Sunday mornings, whether he's here or whether he's not. He's a pastor of this church. What would a man give in exchange for his soul? When we look at that scripture, it's a scripture I believe that Jesus was challenging us with, with the perspective of if you've lost the opportunity, what would you give in exchange for that opportunity? We can look at the story of Lazarus and the rich man. That great gap, that chasm that was between them that could no longer be brought back together. We are on this side of eternity, and God has placed Pastor Ray in this house as our shepherd. What would a man give in exchange for his soul? I would like this offering to represent what he means to you. That encouraging word where we've had a bad week maybe, uh, Marvin, you know, and we've struggled during that week. And we've come in here on a Sunday morning and Pastor Ray had exactly what we needed to get through our circumstances. What would it profit a man if he gained the whole world but yet lose his soul? Think about those words because we stand here this morning and we're saved and we're sanctified and we're filled with his spirit and we're encouraged you know, i've heard it said that oxygen encouragement is oxygen to the soul we get that weekly on a weekly basis so with that said i want to pray over this offering i would pray that it would be the largest offering that we've ever taken in for our pastor i would i would pray that you would let god move on your on your heart because i'm telling you one thing about planting a seed it's all about the ground and when you plant in good ground, I'm telling you, you're not just giving in an offering. You're planting a seed that's going to bring a harvest in your life. So trust in that this morning. Now, the tithe is holy. It belongs to the Lord. If you've got your offering prepared, that's good. But if you've got your tithe, that goes to 
the work of God in this house. Normally, you know our Sunday morning offerings go for missions. This morning, it's going for our pastor. So with that said, let's pray over the, over the offering. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we worship you and we honor you in this house. God, we are thankful for Pastor Ray this morning. God, we're thankful that in your heart, God, you had him in mind for us, God, that you raised him in this church and you grew him to be the man of God that he is. God, we're thankful for him. And God, we're thankful, Lord, that you place us on his heart on a weekly basis, God, that no matter what we go through, no matter what struggle we have, God, you always have that, that, that relationship with him, God, to be able to bring the word that we need through him. God, what could we give in exchange for our soul? Lord, we're thankful this morning that, Lord, on this side that we are secure and we're safe because you've placed a good shepherd over us. So, God, we pray over this offering. We pray over the tithe, God. We pray over every giver in this house. God, that you would bless them, shaking, press down, shaking together, running over, God. Would you cause blessings to chase them down in their life, God, as they give in this offering, Lord. And we give you the honor for it and the praise for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Pastor Ray's favorite songs that the youth does, and we want to sing this for you and for the Lord and for him this morning. One thing I know about Pastor Ray is there's nothing he loves more than the presence of God, and there's nothing he does better than carry it into a situation and place. This is his heart and his desire, and this is for him this morning. When you walk into the room, everything changes. Darkness starts to tremble at the light that you bring. When you walk into the room, every heart starts burning. And nothing matters more than just to sit here. At your feet and worship you We worship you We love you We love you And we'll never stop
all we are. We give you permission. Our hearts are yours. We want you. We want you. So come and consume, God, all we are. We give you permission. Our hearts are yours. We want you.
thank you, Ray, for being a pastor who cares about people, who wants to make sure everyone feels welcome and accepted, because that's what Christ does. Thank you for being a pastor and a youth pastor at one point who made sure that everyone was able to experience the presence of God, that you believed in the importance and the power of God to change lives, and you made sure that this, the environment that you were creating was one where people did many things for me growing up, but it was way more about who you were than it was what you did for me. You showed me that I didn't have to live like I'd been living, and you gave me an example to model my life after, and you showed me what character was, and I wouldn't be where I am today without that. So thank you, and happy 10-year anniversary. You know, the scripture that comes to my mind, that comes barreling through my mind, is when Paul said, only follow me as I follow Christ. I know the important role a pastor plays, and I take it seriously. It was Ron Medley at the old Harlem Park Church when I had accepted the call. I knew what I was, what was supposed to happen in my life and I was excited and yet scared. I told you that story already. <laughs> I, I didn't think I could do it. I, was, I knew I would fall flat on my face and I met Ron after a Sunday night service and, and I, this was a big step for me. I was going to tell Ron Medley, I'm called to ministry and so I said, Ron, I need to talk to you and I hope you can remember. If you don't, I'm going to tell you. (laughs) We were standing at the back wall by the soundboard. And I looked at Ron and I said, Ron, I said, I I believe that the Lord has called me to ministry. I said, but I I don't know what to do. I said, I can't do this. I said, I'm going to totally embarrass myself. I'll embarrass the church. I said, I can't do it, but I feel like I can't get away from it. 
And Ron looked at me and he backed me up and he, right against the wall, you know, Ron gets in your bubble. If you know Ron Medley, he gets in your bubble. And as a, a young man, I was like, I think 19, 20 years old, he looked at me and he said, and the day that you ever think you can, he said, run. And those words I've never forgotten. When the Lord called me, he called me with one scripture, Zechariah 4 and 6. He said, for it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. When I became a pastor, I worried about my inexperience and the fact that I didn't have a missus, Church of God. And the Lord said, I said, Lord, how, how can I counsel and how can I help with families? And he was like, well, you came from one. Your mom and dad was married. But then he said something to me in my spirit. He said, the day that you ever, and it reminded me of what you said to me. He said, the day that you ever speak out of your own experience and all you talk about to people and all you give to people is your own wisdom, he said, you will fail. He said, but when you minister and when you counsel and when you pastor, you speak the words I give you through the Holy Spirit and you will always be a pastor. So he's let me know what it all what it all entails. And on my way to church this morning, and I will tell you, I told Jerry Horn on the way in, I said, I preach every week and I'm, you know, I'm nervous, but not, you know, I'm always okay. I get in here. I realize I got a word and I'm today. I am like a nervous wreck. I got a change already. You know, uh, this day is awkward for any pastor. But I will tell you that I know someone had sent me a text last evening and they said, let the people bless you. That's correct. It's right. That way they'll be blessed. And you understand and know it all goes to him and you'll be blessed. That was wise. So I know as you are loving me and I'm so thankful that you love me. I thought after 10 years, I thought somebody would be standing up saying, could we vote again, please? But I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. But as we get to this part of the service, as I was sitting there, I kept thinking, okay, God, it's time for us to turn this around. These people are not leaving here today with the Ray Phillips show. They're going to leave here saying it's been good to be in the house of the Lord because the presence of God has been there. That's what's most important. That you came looking for God and you found him. That you found him in the presence of the worship. You found him when you, when you walked in and you sat in your pews. That As we've gathered together, we have not gathered together. If you're visiting today, understand, we're not gathered together in my name. We're gathered together in the name that is above every other name, the name of Jesus Christ. He is our passion. He is our Lord. He is who we fight for and who we stand for. And he is the one that we will live for all the days of our life. And if you don't know him, you need to, because man, it's a blast. It's a blast. I can't even see you. There you are. But I want to say, when I came in this morning, I saw Sister Myrtle in the hallway. And I thought about the hero. For 18 years of my life, he taught me to pray. He taught me to preach. He taught me how to love people, how to administrate, and how to pastor. 
And I, I said, there's hero number one. I hugged Myrtle's neck and I thought, wow, she represents hero number one. Myrtle, I want you to stand. I want the church to love on you for a minute. We love you so much. We love you. And I was privileged last evening to have Lane and Judy Sargent in my house. Now, you got to remember, I was an 18-year-old kid when I walked in the back door of Harlem Park, and I saw them up on stage, and he was preaching, and the power of God was falling, and people were running to the altar to get saved, and it was amazing. I went home to my mom. I said, Mom, it is like camp meeting at a church. I said, it's crazy. When I grew up, we would get through the year and get to camp meeting to get, oh, finally refreshed. No offense against any of my former pastors. But I said, man, you go in here and you can't believe it. It's camp meeting comes to Ohio. It's, it's amazing. This church is so wow. And these people are, they're so great and they're so anointed and they, they're, they're the best. And I saw them as famous and royalty. And, and I couldn't believe it when I first got to know them. And I was like, I, I know them. And then they began to pour into me and mentor me and then invite me to their home and to, into their family. And I'm a, another son. They always tell me that. He taught me how to pray, how to preach, how to serve, how to love, how to pastor. Hero number two, Lane and Judy Sargent, I love you with all of my heart. I am only a fruit of the legacy you left to me in my life, and I love you very much. Amen. Nobody knows. When I walked in today, over the weekend, I thought, wow, wouldn't it be awesome if Ron Medley came? And I said, ah, put that away. He's busy. He, he can't be here. Somebody said, well, I saw Ron Medley. I said, you did? Yeah, he was at something this other week for Betty Tunnel. You were here. And I said, oh, wow. Some, did you ask him to come Sunday? Oh, we mentioned it. Oh, cool. I walked in today, and as I walked down that center aisle, I saw that white hair. I said to myself, Ron Medley is here. Ron Medley is in the building. And I walked around the corner, and as soon as I looked at him, he had that look on his face that I knew so well. And I hugged him, and that was the first time today that I started bawling and crying. Hero number three, you don't even know. I remember your messages. I remember the way you loved everyone. I remember the way you loved Jesus and the way you worshiped. And I love the way you sang. You were someone who taught me how to pastor, how to be a Christian. I prayed and I said, God, let me love these people like I saw in Ron Medley. I have emulated and asked God to give me the kind of love you had for people. And you are my model my example and I love you with all of my heart you are a hero number three for me and I love Ron Medley today
and I won't go back to Hare Arena, and I won't go back to Trotwood, and I won't go back to Snake Road where I grew up, but I will say that I wouldn't be anywhere at all today if it wasn't for my father and for my mother. Dad, you showed me how to be strong, how to work hard, how to make a living and provide for people and take care of people. You taught me how to love a family and I love my family and I learned that from you. I love you with all of my heart. You are my hero of all heroes. You're my dad and I love you until the day I take my last breath. And it meant everything in the world to me today when I walked in and saw that you were already sitting here because usually he's a little late. <laughs> but he was here early and I love my father. My father's a good, godly, wonderful man. And I think he did a pretty good job with raising us six kids. Stand up, let him see who you are. And you know all my sisters, so I won't call them all names, or I won't call them by name. <laughs> but I love them. They're my best friends. We have a very close family. But what we have more than anything else is we've been taught by our parents to, to love God and to serve God. And the best thing we all do together, Debbie, Angie, what a worship leader, and Missy, Melissa, is that we pray together. Our family has prayer meetings just like we have Thanksgiving. And when we pray, we see transformation and change. I love them with all my heart. And I absolutely could not be happier to be the pastor of the Stratford Heights Church of God. I am honored. You are my, you are my life's ambition. And you will be until Jesus comes. Thank you for loving me and for letting me stick around. And now, with your help and us giving it all to him as he leads us, I pray that we will continue to experience the power, the presence, and the glory of God Almighty in our midst as we reach out to this community and we get back to work. Today will be over in just a little bit, and then we get back to work. I honor God because all of it, you, me, them, every one of us, give him the praise all the glory, all the honor, all the thanksgiving. Amen. Praise God. Father, we come to you this morning. And Lord, we honor you and we bless you. I thank you that I sense and feel your presence. Because, Lord, if we didn't feel your presence, I feel like Moses. Lord, we don't send us up from this place if we don't have you. If you're not going to go with us, if you're not with us every hour, every minute, then, Lord, we are wasting our time. We honor you today. We give all the praise to you. I thank you for the love in this room, the unity in this room. 
I thank you for the renewal and the revival that we've been experiencing. And Lord, we will continue to fight through the chaos and the perilous days around us as we know and we wait for the soon return of our Savior. And Lord, we will not get sidetracked to the left and right. We will not focus on flesh and on the self. But God, we will honor and lift up the name of Jesus Christ. We will continue to plead the blood of Calvary over every lost soul and every heart. And we will do the work of the kingdom until you call us home. So Lord, anoint us, all of us. Help each of us to live out the calling and destiny that you've given to every man and woman. And Lord, as we do this, we give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. 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 I want you to welcome Pastor Lane Sargent, who's coming to speak for us. I couldn't ask for anybody better. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Unless you were standing for me to be quick. When a congregation stands, that means I've got to hurry. And you know me, that doesn't mean anything either. Beautiful crowd. What a joy, what a privilege, what an honor to be here when you honor your pastor. Let me remind you that you are fortunate. You are privileged to have him as your pastor. It's, it's, it's not something I'm just saying. I travel. I've been traveling now for 10 years. Ever since you became pastor here, I left my church there. And as I travel, you are privileged to have him. He is privileged to have you. You are working together as a unit in unity to advance the kingdom of God. That's it. I love you, Ray Phillips. You're my other son by another mother and a father. Ray Phillips Sr., thank you for the privilege to share your son with me. Phillips family, thank you for allowing me to be a part of your family. I show up at all times and they make me feel welcome, except when they go to Gatlinburg and they leave me out. But, you know, Ron Medley, I love you. Thank you for being here. Sister Watkins, thank you for being here. Thank you, Judy Sargent, for coming with me. The reason she travels with me, she hates to kiss me goodbye. But I love this lady. She's been with me 50 years. Four years. My only regret is I don't live close by where I can be here more often. You know, in fact, I talked to a, a youth pastor at a church where I filled in down in Biola Battery the, yesterday. He called me and I was talking to him and I said, Well, I'm in Ohio. He said, Well, you might as well move up there. <laughs> But we love you. Thank you for honoring your pastor. Now we stand on the brink of a new day. All that is over with. You cannot change your past one iota. 
You can't do anything about it. But you can move from here to another 10 years if the Lord tarries. You realize in 10 years he's been your pastor, you have more than doubled in attendance? Do you realize in the 10 years he's been your pastor that you have more than doubled in income? Now, I, I say that very trepidatiously because anytime I used to tell my church we were breaking records in income, I'd say, please understand we're breaking records in spending it. So don't stop, okay? We're in this thing together. But I believe God is using this as a launching pad for you to the future. You need to realize that God is saying to you, in fact, I almost felt like getting you to take out a dollar bill because in the dollar bill it says on the front of it, in God we trust. But on the back of that dollar bill, you see where we used to be. You turn around it, you see where we're going. Because you realize that God has put you here, put him as your pastor for a time like this. This is your moment. This is your opportunity. I feel like saying seize it with all that you have. Rise up to where you are and say this, you ain't seen nothing yet. Because this is your moment and opportunity to excel in greater things than ever before. There's more people to be won. There's more buildings to build. There's more people to reach. There's more things to do. What does it take? It takes you. He didn't save you to sit on that pew. That's not provided for you. He saved you to do something for the kingdom. Amen. You gave a scripture, and I gave them scriptures that I was going to preach on. Forget it. You said it, and the Lord just put it in my spirit, and it scares me when he does this. You were called to the ministry, Zechariah 4, 6. And it simply says, not by might. The word might there means your ability and your ingenuity and your thought patterns that you have the ability to do. Not by might, nor by power. The word power there comes from a word that means the strength of your hand, the ability for you to get something done. It's not by your intellect. It's not by your strength. It's not by your stamina, but it's by his spirit. Not by might, nor by power. He spoke it to a man named Zerubbabel, and you look and see that Zerubbabel was picking up something that had been laid down 16 years ago. 16 years prior to this scripture, God spoke to somebody to build what he told him to build, and he could not finish it. Let me tell you, God has given you promises since this man has been your pastor before he became your pastor, and he said to tell you those promises are still there, and God will keep his promise because what he said he will do, and he's going to use you to do it. If you're ready to rise up with your pastor, give praise in this house. There's an anointing here for you to turn and move forward to where God is leading you y'all better pray because I'm winging it right now not by might nor by power but by my spirit 
The word spirit, there is a Hebrew word, ruach. The word ruach in Hebrew is a word that does not, does not just mean spirit. It is actually a word that you could use when a plane takes off and he gets down to the end of the runway and he begins to lift those wheels up and things. That is exactly word that is used in the Hebrew. It is not just the spirit. It is a lifting spirit. So when you get to those places in your life that it's dark, you have a lifting spirit. When it looks like you don't know what to do, you have a lifting spirit. But what he's looking for in you is you are just like that airplane. The last thing the pilot says to the tower is committed. In other words, I'm either going to fly or I'm going to flop. Let me tell you, when you put yourself in the hands of the spirit and the ruach of the spirit picks you up, you will not flop, you will not fail, you will not come back down, but you will soar to those heights that God has for the Stratford Heights Church of God. You ain't seen nothing yet. It's time for you to arise and build and move and go forward. My Lord, folks, I feel the Holy Ghost, not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit who said it, the Lord of hosts. You have nothing without the Lord of hosts. The word Lord of hosts means a multitude, means a group, means an innumerable number. In other words, he said, I'm Lord of all of it. He said to tell you today that this is your time to honor your pastor. But my Bible tells me when you honor somebody, let me show you something. Hear me, congregation. Whatever you honor is drawn to you. Whatever you dishonor is pushed away. I might as well stop here and preach about one minute. The reason we're having a problem with what's going on in America is there's no more honor. You know, we don't have Facebook anymore. We got opinion book. People want to say what they want to say, but there's no honor. We've lost the ability to honor. You go back and you read Ephesians 6. It starts out, honor your mother and father. Honor each other. Honor your employer. Hello? Honor. You know, but if you read Ephesians 6 and you get over to the, about 12, verse 12, it says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. Do you know why there's a fight? It's because we don't honor. You can't fight with somebody you honor. If I don't honor this lady and honor her as my wife, honor her as the mother of my children, and somewhere down the road there's going to be a fight. And I'm going to lose, but, you know, we won't go there. When you honor your pastor today, you have opened a door for God to bless you beyond anything you've ever seen. Not because he deserves it, but because he's a man of God that God uses. And as you honor what God honors, then God will honor you. Does that make sense? Give him praise in the house. You see, he said it's not by might nor by power. And when he said that, Pastor Phillips, he turned and looked at that mountain and said, Who are you? Oh, mountain. Look at this. He said, who are you, oh, mountain? You're going to become flat. I am putting this in your spirit down the road because you just finished building a $4.2 million. I tried my best to talk you out of it. I said, you'll age 10 years and one. I've been there. But 
when you put do those things and when you move a church like he's moving you, and when you're on that trail of headed upwards, then the enemy will put a mountain in your place. He'll put it right in front of you. You say, well, how in the world am I going to do that? But he sent me by to tell you it takes two mountains. You may be in the valley, but there's always a mountain on the other side. You can't go through a valley without a mountain being over there. But when you run into that mountain and it looks like it won't, won't flatten, all you got to do is say, Lord, you gave me the promise not by might nor by power but by your spirit. You mountain, you will become flat. Come on, flat. When it becomes flat, then you understand that God is keeping his promise. In this chapter, and again, I'm watching the clock because we've been here almost two hours and I, I can tell. Oh, I, I saw you do that, you know. It's all right. Look at this. When he began to speak to him, he began to share with him. He also told him here. He turns and asks him a question. He said, who are these standing over here? Who are these? Let me read you this scripture. And, and let, me, let me just put this into your spirit too. He, he began to look. For, well, let me finish where I was at. He told him with that mountain, he said, you shall have what? A capstone. Say capstone. He said, I'm going to bring forth a capstone. What does a capstone mean? Quickly, a capstone just simply means this is the last part that we put in that says the building is complete. Now, folks, how many believe we're living in the last days? How many believe that Jesus is just about to come back and we're about to put the last stone in the building? Hello, because when that capstone was put on the top of that pyramid-shaped building, if you look at the back of a dollar bill, you'll see that with an eye. That's a capstone. You know what that says? The building is complete. I remind you that the capstone is getting ready to be put in place to complete the pattern that God has set for you as a church and as a ministry. And as you look at that capstone, he's saying today to tell you that you are looking at a capstone by faith, but it's about to happen in reality. Faith means I'm looking at it. Faith means I believe it's going to happen. Faith means I'm headed toward it. How many believe you got that capstone ready and you're about to say, we're going to complete this building? He said, but what I want you to do to that capstone before you put it on that building, it's not finished yet. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to shout at it. Somebody say shout at it. What did he say shout at it? Grace, grace. How, do you get, how, did, how did this church get to where she's at? Grace. How did we get through it when I was your pastor? Oh, it took a lot of grace. All these other pastors, grace. How do you get through events? Grace. How do you get to this building? Grace. How do you get to this building over here? Grace. How are you going to get to the future? Grace. He said, my grace is sufficient, and I promise you that as you face the future, I will give you grace, and that grace, somebody shout it, grace. Come on, shout it again, grace. You see, it's that grace that gets you through. And he said, not only will you put the capstone and you're going to shout at it, he said, but I'm going to tell you something else. He's telling me to keep going, so y'all hold on, all right? He said in verse 9, look, l- listen to this, the hands of Zerubbabel that have laid this foundation of this temple, his hands shall finish it. Larry Timmerman spoke to you. Stay here the rest of your life. This foundation has been laid. We talked about it today. But he said to tell you, finish it. 
the hands that started it, a lot of them have already gone on to glory. We could name all the men, the great men that have pastored this church. But he said to tell you, you're the finisher. It's time for you to finish what God started in a little cottage over here. Woo! Finish it. He said the hands have laid it, we'll finish it. God was with the hands that laid it, and God is with your hands to finish it. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about the future, but I'd just like to say, Jesus, won't you just come back right now? I'm ready, but it's time to finish what God started. Let me read on a little bit more. We'll be out of here in about an hour or so. Verse 10, he says, I like this. He said, who's despised the day of small things? For even these seven rejoice to see, to see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. Say plumb line. If, if you know anything about building, and I built eight buildings when I was in Alabama, and I still don't know how to build. I had builders, okay? That's not my calling. But if I'm correct, you take a string on a plumb, and you hold that thing, and it'll steady. Am I correct? kind of shows you a straight line. The word plumb here, now you, you need to hear this, Stratford Heights. The word plumb here, now listen to this, it means an alloy and a mixture of metals made pure by fire. I'm going to speak to you prophetically. Listen to me. He said to tell you, you're about to become a mixture of so many kinds of people, you won't even understand them. Hello? You look over here at Hispanic. You look around. Hey, there are different ethnic groups coming into this building. It's not the color of your skin. It's the color of your heart that's washed in the blood of Jesus. I prophesy over this church from the east and west and the north and the south that they will flow in and there will become a mixture of people here that will be a plumb line that will show the straight avenue up to glory. Anybody with me today? Come on, somebody give him loud praise in the house. Quickly in verse 12 or verse 11, he said, who are these two olive trees as he began to show them and the lampstand? Look at this, he said, I want to tell you in verse 12, what are these two olive branches that drip? He said, who are they? Now let me show you, it's like a candlestick and on top of the candlestick there was pouring a golden oil that's coming out of heaven and it was pouring and it was filling up and it was overflowing. You know who stands in the middle? Jesus stands in the middle. You know who stands with him? Your pastor. And what happens is when your pastor gets under the flow of the anointing that comes from God, it flows down on him, over him, through him, and to you. Can I tell you there's a great anointing upon your pastor, but that's just the same anointing on you. It's not about position and power. It's about the anointing of God that will make the difference in people's lives. Do you know what brought him here in 1981 when he walked into the Harlan Park Church? It wasn't me up there preaching. It was the Spirit of God that was pouring like rich oil that was flowing from the heavenly world, that was flowing through the congregation. Somebody give praise to the Lord for a special anointing upon this church and upon your pastor that's going to, oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. And he said, it's flowing what? I'm gonna, hopefully this is where I quit, but I'm not sure, okay? He said, who are these? 
You know what the Lord said? These are the two anointed ones. Translation, this is fresh oil. Wow. I don't want yesterday's blessing. <laughs> I don't even want to happen. I don't want what just happened to me a few minutes ago while they were singing and we've been talking. I want it fresh. I just want to feel. Yesterday, I drove through this parking lot, and for some reason, I parked right down here at the lower part down here, and I looked from this hill down to where I used to live. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit said, this is Ray Phillips' hill to be the pastor. I said, what are you telling me? He said, just like Moses, while the battle is going on in the valley, some people misunderstand. I'm going to give you some advice. This isn't prophetic. This is Lane Sergeant. If you don't give this man time to study and pray and pray and study, don't expect him to get up here and give you something. Hello? Don't wear him out, folks. I'm trying to help you to understand the more you pick up the load. He's like Moses. All of it, there are days. He, he, he hadn't told me this. I'm just telling you I know it. There are days when his hands get heavy. There are, everybody hold both your hands up. Hold them up. Hold them up. I know, don't put them down. Don't, don't, don't put them down. Come on. Put them a little higher. Now, how long do you think you could do that? Maybe a minute, two minutes, some of you five minutes. Some, can you imagine how it's going to feel after 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes? I'm not going to do that to you, okay? Put your hands down. His hands get heavy. And when his hands get heavy, he needs somebody to come and make them steady. Are you with me? Pastor Ray, walk up here with me. Holy Spirit's telling me to do it this way, so I'm going to do it. If it comes out right, it, it's, it's, the Lord did it. If it comes out wrong, I did it, okay? I want the staff to come up here and stand on each side of him right now. Come on, staff. Anybody on staff? Come on. Stay, stand right here in the middle, right behind the pulpit. Sister Watkins, can you come up here and represent your husband and you? Ron Maley, can you represent yourself because you had such an impact on his life? Would you come up here? Come on, Ron. Come on. Y'all don't know what I'm going to do, but you'll understand in just a minute, okay? Can we stand? If y'all can, I want you spread out this way. Y'all say where you are. You three are okay. I just want, no, 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 back over here with him. You come beside Beside, I want you beside. That's what I want. Stand right here. Beside, there you go. Now listen to what I'm telling you. Every time Moses lowered his hands, they lost. Every time his hands came down, the enemy won. Are you hearing me, church? Your Hispanic ministry, come up here with him. Come on, come on. 
My Lord, I feel this, folks. They called Aaron and her. Aaron represents the high priest. You know what a high priest does? Intercedes. These two men came up and they gave him a rock to sit on. He said to tell you that Jesus said, I am that rock and upon this rock I'll build my church. If you want a place to sit, sit on the rock. Amen. Then it says they held his hands steady. Say steady. The Hebrew word for steady is trust. T-R-U-S-S. A trust is that that goes into a building that nobody else sees that holds the roof up. It's the unseen thing of a building that nobody ever sees, but aren't you glad it's there, right? Would you all join hands? Or would you raise them? Just raise them up. See the trust? Y'all see the trust? Y'all see it? Put them back down for a minute. I don't want to let you stand there that long. Everybody stand with me. Reach over and join hands with somebody. Join hands with somebody. Get somebody's hand in yours. All right? Pastor Ray, staff, I want you to see the trusses, the unseen workers. Raise your hands. Look at that. Look at that. My Lord, I feel the Holy Spirit. You are the unseen workers holding up this ministry. You may never get praised. You may never get recognized. I don't know. But what you're saying is we're going to stand with our pastor. We're going to hold his hands up. We're going to be the trust that says we will support what he does. Oh, let go of those hands and give praise unto the Lord. Come on. Come on. Wow. Woo. There is no limit. I hate to get you to stand and t- say something, but I got to. Y'all forgive me? Well, most of you did. When you climb the tallest mountain in the Alps, You have to prepare yourself with oxygen and and stamina. And as you prepare yourself, somebody goes with you. Halfway up the mountain, there is a house that has food and a place for you to rest. What happens is some people get too adjusted to the heat and the food and they stay. And they don't go on up. But about three in the afternoon... They go and look out the window and regret because they see the ones who didn't stay. Don't you stay where it's warm. Get out on the side of that mountain and get moving up. Does anybody know? Come on. Do I have any mountain climbers that are ready to go to the top? I'm sorry. I'm winging it. Has anybody ever heard of uh, Linus, Snoopy, Charlie Brown? What was her name? Nancy? Lucy, all right? There's a cartoon where 
Lucy comes into the room and Lioness is watching TV. And she said, Lioness, because y'all know she was bossy, Lioness, change that channel. He said, no, I'm going to watch what I want to watch. She said, you see these five fingers? They work together real good. And I'm going to make sure you understand when I used it on you that we're going to change the channel. So guess what? He changed the channel. And then Linus in the last picture, Pastor, is looking at his hand and he said, why can't you five fingers do that? Hey, we're all one of the five fingers. And if you work together, you can slap the devil and change the channel. Come on. Y'all lay hands on each other's shoulder. You lay your hands on his shoulder. No, you stand there and take it. Okay, this is for you. Lay hands on each other. Y'all stretch your hands toward him. Father, I pray a special anointing upon Pastor Ray Phillips. His past is illustrious. His past, you have brought him to where he's at. But as I lay my hand on him, it's the hand of every person in this building. I release a fresh anointing, wisdom, strength, ability, power. Let him walk where you want him to walk. Let him lead like you want him to lead. Let him be who you want him to be. Use him in an unbelievable way to push a tarito. Yes, in Jesus' name, we hope, my Lord. If you believe it, give praise to the Lord. I hope it's made sense because I don't like to be changed right when you get up. But I believe God's given a prophetical word to this church in you. Everybody receive it. Say amen. Who do I turn it back to? You? You? Before we do anything else, you know, I had already planned to do this, but he, he did that job for me. Everybody knows it's not a one-man show. Amen? These, these folks behind me. I want you to appreciate every single one of them. Richard, Gary, Cameron, Missy, Brian Little, Liz Ambergie, and every other staff, pastor, director, everybody together. And hold on to your hat because we've already got Richard today set in November. We're going to make sure all of our pastors, how many of you know that's a good thing to do? All of our pastors are going to be recognized this year, so we want you to be ready. Did you enjoy Pastor Sargent's prophetic word this morning? It went wonderful. Thank you, Brother Sargent. Amen. Um, here in just a moment, first thing we want to do is let the pastor, his family, and our, all of our special guests, we want you to go ahead. You can make your way back to the gym. Go ahead and be a part of the fellowship. And uh, we want you to know that because of our celebration today, we will not be having service tonight just to give the pastor a free day and uh, us some time off. We want you to know that we're going to do that. Also, uh, as uh, Pastor Melissa said, we want you to know that if you didn't make it into the book today and you want to be a part of the book, the memory book, volume two, we're going to be taking pictures back in the gym. And we've been taking pictures all today. But when you go back there, you'll see a special lighting area. And uh, there'll be somebody there to take your picture. 
as our special guests make their way out. We also want you to know that in the back, when you go back there, it's finger foods. It's kind of light. We want you to know that there, you will see some tables. Those tables are reserved for our senior adults. So uh, if you're not a senior and you're sitting there, everybody else is going to look at you and think you're weird. But anyhow, uh, we want you to know that. We're going to kind of stagger our dismissal here. The first thing we want to do, we're going to pray over our food. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the great day that you've blessed us with. Thank you for the work that you've given us. Thank you for our pastor and for your hand on our church. Thank you for the way you're taking care of us. We pray that you would bless our food now and our fellowship. Lord, let it be a wonderful time that honors you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right. If you are a senior, we want to dismiss you now to go to the back and be a part of the fellowship. If you're a senior and see, I'm not telling you if you're a senior, you got to make that decision yourself. Let's, we want to give priority to our seniors. That's why we're just dismissing them first. If you're not a senior, we don't want you bumping a senior and pushing them out of the way. So you get food first. We want our seniors to go first. Straight across, straight across, right out here, the lobby, straight across the hallway to the left is the one that everybody will be going into. Our senior adults can get out there first. Straight across into the gym, straight across the lobby. Everybody else is dismissed. You can go get in line. We want you to be blessed. Have a wonderful time. Have a wonderful day. God bless you all. You're officially all dismissed to go get in line. Go back to the fellowship. God bless you.